I also want to apologize for Kerbstreet because he's sitting in the waiting room. We've kind of ran late on time. You know, we're 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 at like 56 minutes. I I apologize. We'll get him rescheduled soon. Um, for Matt Bruning, Austin Ace, I'm Chris Moxley. Good night and good luck. All right, let's get these jokers in. All right, screwed the good luck. This is the after show. My name is Mike Valerie, aka Captain Poopy Pants, according to Matt Bruning. Thank you very much. I will not be asking how Matt, big wide receiver guy, is doing because Felix hates that. Wow. So much. He really does. He will. He hates that. So I will not be asking Matt how he's doing. Matt, how are you not doing today? How am I not? I, I'm not upset. I'm not. Did you want to take a shot right now together? Yeah, I'll take a shot. Oh yeah, let's do it. This is the drunk debate, everybody. Shot number shot number well, this is number seven for me. I don't know where he's at. Let's go. Matt, is that Sambuca? Absolutely. Uh, I I did not have mine pre-poured. Okay, this is Sam this is Sambuca debate. Well, that's and gonna this be, is a red solo cup because I don't foreshadowing Matt is very unprepared for this debate. I'm gonna start off right now. That everybody on the website, I'm, I'm calling out everybody right now. That Nicholas Anderson, the OU, the, no, the OU commit, not. is too underrated. Yes, he is, Austin. You better. You're you're gonna regret saying that one out loud in like six months. Well, okay. so be it. But right now, I don't. Okay, Austin. No. Austin didn't have one of his four eyes on this prospect. Who's who's for me? He is a top ten route runner. I actually love his routes. Yeah. Okay. He's not super athletic. I got it. Okay, he's pretty much the David Bell of this freshman class for me. And I David I Bell's gonna go day three. So. He's going yeah. day two. <laughs> going mean, day two. That's a great prospect to compare. We to. aren't even talking about David Bell. It's about the freshman today. So everyone please stay focused. I know how you guys have a hard time with that. So I, I wasn't the one who compared him. <laughs> compared him. Stay focused, please. Hold up. I'm gonna switch my hats. All right, Hugh Hefner. Okay. We switch hats. Okay. Please, Matt, 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 big wide receiver guy. Please talk to me about Nicholas Anderson, just your thoughts about him. Because I, I actually think he's technically, I think he's super sound. I get he doesn't have the burst. I saw the miles per hour on your um, on your model, and it said he had 20.6, mm-hmm. which was actually honestly faster than I thought personally watching. So I thought that was kind of generous. But the, the, average for, the average for a high school recruit is about 20.3. So Okay, above average. Say, Let's go. Yeah, average. But yeah, um, above. I mean, above. my I, my sentiments reflect pretty heavily to Austin's. There, uh, he, he's a good refined receiver, but outside of that, he's not good after the catch. He's decent jump balls, and he's not that athletic. So what's that leave him at? He's a relatively one-dimensional receiver. He's not one-dimensional. Really he's a route runner. He's good. He can and he has a developed sure, route. That, that, I, can, I can't. That's one. Can't. That's one out of four. Dimension. That's the most. That's the most important dimension, though. I agree. Me. I okay. agree. But, so I mean, know. like, so he's got that going for him. I, I just, I just, I don't know, man. I there's not too many high school wide receivers that I can look at and say that I looked at his film and I saw it develop route tree and I saw him win at multiple Jane levels. Watch Jaden Greathouse. Okay, I will. I haven't seen him yet, but I will. I'll do it for you. Yeah, he's he's twenty. What's 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 Anderson's size, really quick? Six, six, two, 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 two. So it sounds like he's G Scott Jr. a couple years ago, and we saw how all well that worked out for him, Adam. 
He's okay, way the Ohio worse. State guy he's got way a, worse. Got a comp him to an Ohio then State. Then that's guy. my point. If he's way worse as G Scott Jr., who G Scott Jr. was in a magnificent route runner in high school, he had a great route running tree, and the dude had to convert to tight end. And you're out here trying to pump up this guy as like a, a Debbie asset. And you and you he's say not, because he's not a tight end and he's going to Oklahoma who develops NFL talent. And then Oklahoma did, has a very did with Lincoln Riley. Now they have a defensive minded head coach and an offensive play card we don't know is gonna be. I will continue to assume that it's, Oklahoma it's, is the factor that it is. And Jaden Gibson's better than Nicholas Anderson. I, mean, I don't even know who Jaden Gibson is, so I didn't even look at him. But I'm going to keep moving forward. He also I'm not even that high on him. Yeah, he also. I'm not even that high. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 ranking was he in in twenty in twenty four seven composite? Yeah, he's a, he's like a top thirty receiver, I'd assume. Sounds right. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. I'm pretty I'm sure. I th- Rivals has him as like a top ten or top fifteen wide receiver. I have Nicholas Anderson in a tier in my rankings with a bunch of other dudes that are also probably going to be worthless. I have yeah, I have Antonio Knott's kid. I have in the guide. Shalik Knott's. Uh, he was tier five in know. the guide. I actually watched him. He was tier five in the guide. Oh, he, he was, was like tier five. middle of the pack, I think, in tier five. But I thought, I thought his skill set should have gotten him tier three. Honestly, maybe maybe top of tier four, but like in that range. No. Okay, awesome. Well, you're wrong. Okay, you're wrong as okay, Mr. Jaden Wally. No, no. Did you want to bring up anybody, uh, Matt? Well, we could get to Adam Randall if you'd like, since you're atrociously low on him. Yeah, I I'm gonna be honest with you. This is a this is a post injury ranking, and I. Uh, I am that's fast. A cop out. That's a cop I, out. Well, that's when I started doing them, and I I am I am fast. Maybe to a fault, I'm too fast at dropping guys, all right? So, Andrew Randall fell off to me because, one, he's a freshman. Two, he won't play or even touch the field probably his freshman year. And then, three, Clemson is such a recruiting hub that they're going to bring in even top talent next year. And so, I think he's just going to get buried in depth. And so, when he finally gets to actually touch the field, he's going to be behind a bunch of guys. And so, I I just don't want to play that game. And just for everyone listening, I think he's my – is he my wide receiver 10 or 11? Like, in one of those two? He He was past 10. Okay. Oh, we'll go with eleven or twelve then. I think because I think that's where he was. I oh, think no, especially I, for if we're looking at this just from a Debbie scope, yeah, that all that yeah. should not really matter that much. It matters for me because it's just and, it Dab- just and Dabo has come out and said that he's super high on Randall. Like he thinks he's like a Sammy Watkins. I know from a college perspective, it could be college. It could be coach speak though. Like, he compare them to Sammy Watkins, Justin Ross. I forget who the last one was, but as coming on to campus, ready to go. Okay. Well, he's clearly not because he's he's hurt, so he's not ready to go for a whole year. Come on, Matt. He he was ready to go. Mike, can I I ask a question? Absolutely. Get in there. All right. If I missed it and I'm going to ruin the show, you you can just go to set later. But – Austin's out here, out here laughing at me. All right, we don't need to, we don't need to laugh. Kendrick Law, the yes. wide receiver at Alabama. We, I thought, oh, at least I personally thought he was going to play defense. I think it's going to be a DB or at least play in the secondary. He ended up playing wide receiver. The staff switched him there full time. What are our takes on him? Considering he was involved on 
a day, their their spring game. Um, is this someone that we need to move up into the you know the same tier as the other Alabama wide receiver commits? Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll start because I'm a little faster at processing than Matt. Obviously, I think he's great when he has the ball in his hands. I really do. I was trying to watch some film before this show, and I couldn't watch much much of his route running. I saw some of his uh, sophomore year 7v7 film. He was clearly getting open. I just didn't see how he was getting open. I didn't see if it was busted coverage or or he got open because of, of physicality. But I do think with the ball in his hands, he's an absolute playmaker. Um, my concern is that with Alabama, and my, and my rankings reflect this too, is that Alabama is that type of school that can develop two talents in a single class. And so I do think Isaiah Bond is locked in as the number one wide receiver for that class. And then the number two for me, I'm going to be honest with you, it's a toss-up between Shaz and, um, and Kendrick Law, only because I couldn't fully see or evaluate Kendrick Law's actual route running. So, But I love the size, and I love the open field ability. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I think that's fair, because on his huddle tape, you don't really get that. You, know, you don't really get to see how good route runner he is. But at Alabama, he has already showed that off. I've not been very high on Law at all, really. I think he's more of a straight-line athlete. I think he probably would have been better off at running back or at safety. But, I mean, he's here at wide receiver. He's been doing pretty good. So I have to acknowledge that and move him, move him up accordingly. Yeah, and I'm, but, I'm just going to sell a narrative and, and read between the lines and all that shit, whatever. Um, if – if Kendrick Law feels like that he has to be a wide receiver, then I feel a lot better about Jamarion Miller, the freshman running back. If he if he has if he has analyzed that and he told himself that I can't win the running back job, I got to go to wide receiver, then I do really feel really good about Jamarion Miller, who I have, I think fifty percent at least C to C leagues. So, yeah, I, I saw. Mean, I liked what I saw from Jamarion in the spring game. Yeah. Jamarion was Jamarion was solid. I mean, was was Law ever really going to be a running back though? Like, I, that was, I, like, the least really, likely. That was, like, the least likely snaps there. But, yeah. I thought that, he was right? a terrible running back, personally. That's fair. I mean, like I said, I think he's more of a straight-line guy, so he's kind of screwed no matter where he is. I was very surprised he was not moved to defense. Like, to yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think safety would have been a great spot for him. I Especially like with, with the wide receiver class they brought in. Like, I, I have Isaiah Bond by far as the wide receiver one, then probably Shaz, and then probably Kobe. And then honestly, I probably would have had Aaron Anderson above him, but after we just saw with them both enrolled, I, I, you, know, you can't justify that anymore. Yeah, the I, reason- I like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna go ahead, Matt. Don't worry about it. Or Chris, damn, oh, is the alcohol hitting? All right, anyway. I, don't worry. I like. Don't worry. I really liked. I liked Kendrick in the background. I really did. I thought he looked good. I just in my head when I watched this tape because a lot of it is like, I mean, you know, you watch those guys in the small schools and they're like, you know, they're they're six foot two twenty and they're stiff army kids that are what one twenty five foot four, you know. I I liked Kendrick Law's film a lot, but a lot of it to me was that I, you know I had to ask myself, would this stuff fly at the next level? You know, at the Alabama level, and I don't I don't think it would. I, I really don't think it would. And um, I also, one thing I didn't like about the, the, like the one small, I'm talking about like the small little little hit I had on his game was that his off arm wasn't like too strong. You know, I think he was betting on a lot of not his ability, but he was betting on 
the defender yeah, being to, to mess up. Yeah, to yeah. mess up. Because yeah, he was like physically just dragging people. And it was like, why don't you just use that off arm and push him mm. off the body instead? But again, the, oh, okay. So again, <laughs> so again, I, I really liked it. On, episode, on episode 82 of Drunk Debate. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I'm, I'm trying to pull up your rankings, Matt, so I can attack you more. Where do you uh, have um, okay. where do you have, where do you have Caitlin Brown right now? Or not Caitlin Brown, I'm oh, sorry. He's probably Caleb Webb. Caleb Caleb Webb. Caleb Webb. Your third the... Oh Webb. Yes. Webb, he's champion. in like I think he's 18, 19, around there. Okay, you dodged him because I know you're in your model, he's wide receiver too. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't believe him in him that much. Okay. But that's still, you know, I, I'm still above where he is on most sites. So he's, he's a potential base guy. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Just so for everyone listening, right. I am, I am being honest. I am new to the process. And so I started off with not only this four star ranking and I also used Matt's um, model, which I love, by the way, it's the most predictive model out there, but I also, it's what, it's it's how much more predictive than what 24 seven is putting out. Yeah. Go ahead. Give it to us, Matt. Uh, Two times. Two times. More predictive than what 24-7 is doing is their basic ranks. So if you're looking for a model that you want to rely on for your Canvas Canton drafts, Debbie drafts, hit up a wide receiver guy. Matt is Yeah, we, we unfortunately don't have that out yet, but that's a work in progress. Hit him up. Hit him up. He'll he'll hook you up. Hey, hey, people hit me up all the time. So here's I, my I, I give them my... the goodies. Here's my issue with my rankings because I will be putting this out to the dis- to the Discord tomorrow. I usually put them on Twitter oh. with like a little description, but I'll be putting them to the Discord tomorrow. My Which, issue is how, that so I hey Mike, quick question. Go ahead. How do go you ahead. get in the Discord? Well, first off, you gotta be a member of Campus to Can. The the leading, the top college. Just, just college fantasy football website out there because we we talk not only about the Debbie rankings but we talk about CFF rankings and we talk about Campus Can. Now, what is Campus Can? You're asking yourself. Campus Can is is going to be two two leads. You got the college side, you got your NFL side, and now when you draft your college side, the college side goes to your NFL side. So if you're good at scouting talent and you know that Jadon Blue and Nicholas Singleton are RB ones next level, which they are, then you know to draft them early. And get them on that roster so you can transfer them over to, to the to the NFL side. While everyone else is scrambling, they're picking their guy from from I, don't, I can't even Will Levis from Kentucky. Like he's not a, he's not around one he's he's not around one quarterback. So just give it up. That that is what Camp Scan is. Camp Scan is the next level in competition for Dynasty. If you got Dynasty figured out, go ahead and go to Camp Scan because it goes from thirty two teams, which is the NFL to 130 teams in the college leagues, plus your 32 teams in the NFL. It is the ultimate competition. All right, let me get back to what I was saying. That was a great, great plug. Thank okay. you. I'm pretty good at that. There you I go. appreciate there you that, go. Matt. Mike, I'm bored. You are bored? All right, we're going to take a shot here. Hey, if, if a certain Sabuka brand wants to sponsor us, we're open to sponsorships. Um, we, we are not. Especially uh, Romana. Yeah, hey, Romana Sambuca, if you listen to this podcast, you are more than welcome to sponsor us. I would no, prefer, free, no free ads, no free ads. I would prefer any seltzer brand, and so would Austin. Right, Austin? 
Okay, Austin said yes. Seltzers are in four to three percent. Yeah. Okay, I can I can definitely support that. I'm not drinking so much less than that. Okay. Anyway, moving on. All right. To be where, where also you, to where be you fair, have... Matt's a big Matt's a big dude. Matt isn't drinking seltzers. Matt's an offensive lineman former, from college. So. Former offensive lineman. Yes, former offensive lineman. Not in college, but yes. I have faith that he could hop in there and get it done. All right. First off, Matt, where do you have Chris Marshall? Uh, I think I just moved him down a little bit. Let me pull it up. Oh, you because I had him down. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So my last update, I have a wire receiver fourteen. Okay, I got wire receiver twenty three. And let me let me just say why. He was a top ten guy for me though for a while. I'm gonna be honest with you for Devy purposes, right? Texas A&M. How many how many receivers do they put in the NFL in the first two rounds? I've, I've like heard that. Years? I've heard that all this process. And it's like, okay, we're gonna hear it again tonight, Matt. All right. Okay. Because it's okay. not often. Can I can I give a little I bit? Know. Of, I know. I, Calvin Benjamin. Can I spell blah, some blah, stuff? Blah, blah, blah. Go can ahead, Chris. There, there may be. Well, I don't know if Debbie Bates is gonna last this long. Uh, to be frank, I mean, Matt's on the chopping block next week. I, we'll, we'll see exactly. But um, you know, I, I, the idea we threw around previously is you know things we're afraid to say out loud. I may have a take about Jimbo Fisher. Just just saying. Throwing that out there. Okay, we'll get it out there because we're trying to get shit moving here in the after show. <laughs> I, I, I'll give you a little preview because I am a man of the people. Um, I think the takes about Jimbo Fisher are too extreme. They are not too extreme. Can you name one wide receiver he's put in the NFL besides Kelvin Benjamin in the last ten years? You that, also have to be able. You also have to be able to recruit like at a high end level. If you're not recruiting at a high end level, like how do you expect to put what like elite wide receivers into the NFL? Considering the I don't know. Considering the draft rate of four star wide receivers at day one or two is like five percent. Like how much? Chris, how much better is he doing than like your average? Recruiter? Chris. Respectfully, I've done it in three years in NCAA 14. Okay, it's not that hard. So moving forward, if I had to pick one guy, point. if I had to pick one guy in that wide receiver core, it's Evan Stewart. Oh, I actually awesome. like Evan Stewart's. Yeah, Evan Stewart's like route running good. I'm a big size guy. His he's not undersized. He's in that sweet spot, that hybrid spot that's kind of kind of kind of taken off this year. Hey Mike, and I think Evan Stewart's the guy I, to be the number I one. Think, and I, I think and ultimately not, Evan Stewart's basically like a Garrett Wilson type flatter. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a wide receiver too on an offense I don't believe in, which is Texas A&M. So I, I, I I'm there for for Evan Stewart and, and Chris. Decide. Decide. Twenty. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. For, for college, it doesn't. For NFL, it obviously does. Thank you, Matt. We agree on that. You. Now, okay. I will say this, like like Matthew Golden, right? I, excuse, I do care about the schools they go to, and I did find it interesting. I really do. I actually did. My rankings went went. Yeah, Mike, Mike, one second here about your rankings. Why is it every time you send me your rankings, they're in GIF form of you holding your phone up to your computer as a video, then converting it to a GIF? Okay, and then, I have, to, and then <laughs> I have to go on my phone to look at it. I can't even see it when I'm on desktop. Okay, I first can't. off, the only option for me to send you photos through through Twitter is a GIF. I don't know why. Just, That's the just only take option. the pictures beforehand. 
that's an extra step on my end <laughs> that you have to deal with. That is that is a but as then my boys aren't said, my bad, your fault. Then I get an extra step. Wait, wait, that's wait, time out. You're passing the step on to me. Mike, are Boy, you Chris. technologically challenged? No, no, no. Because I knew this is I knew, 2.0. I knew the risk. I was, was, was like, going to say, this it. sounds I'm a lot like Matt someone who got the guillotine this week. I'm going to move forward from this conversation to keep the conference going. You and Felix also I look met at up. School. I look at school. Yeah, Felix is not here right now, by uh, the way. Let me and Felix talked back about Yeah, he's no longer here. with look us. Look at rankings. Felix is... Not no, a good person. Us. All right. All right. Anyway, moving forward. Whoa. I'm no. not sure he's said that. Okay. Uh, all right. Kevin Poot pants. I mean, he out. did call me. He did call me a smooth brain as well. That's so true. He, That's true. Okay, Mike said. Mike said time out for thirty seconds. Despite the, despite the uh, lack of Felix and the uh, guillotine we had to apply to him, and you know the hostage situation that I I had to take over, and it was not fun. Uh, Felix is in fact a good person. Um, and despite his poor takes sometimes and his need to be first on players, poor takes like 95% of the time. Let's just be honest. I thought be we honest. were saying something nice about that's a guy a, who a, is he no still has us. 5% correct takes. That's no longer harsh. with that's, us, that's though. Harsh. Yeah, it's not harsh. <laughs> I haven't seen you all the time, Matt. Is, has much, has much. I know, right? Okay, okay. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to move forward. We would like an apology. We would like an apology. I'm excited. I'm excited to move forward with you guys. Yeah, hey, actually. You're welcome on whatever you want, Matt. Now that we're here. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And Matt's here. Do we have two Matts? We do. Big wide receiver guy, Matt. Two Matts that are Ohio State fans. Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you. That's Austin's, like, Personal hell, right there. Yeah, but but yeah. but good for Austin. Growing up, I was a pit fan. That's so. even that makes it worse. That's my dad. That's you my dad. Now you're. But once State. I actually got into college football, I became Ohio State fan. I'm from New Jersey, Matt. We we don't have a college football um, culture around. Here. Rutgers. Well, Rutgers, okay. are you? Baby? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oxley, I'm gonna be a Oxley fucking Rutgers, Rutgers fan, or I'm gonna be a Temple fan. Gavin, right. like, okay. Oh, no, yeah. no thanks. Okay. You, you, I was, I was okay. nervous when I up. Hey, I had scholarships both those schools. Okay. No, you didn't. I did to Rutgers. Temple and did talk to me for football. Though. Temple was All the right. most disgusting campus I ever set foot on, and I don't know if you felt the same way, but it was actually gross. It was everyone. Everyone was a smoker, and and there was there was shit all on the I forgot what I was talking about. I'm looking back at my prospect list. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I know for a fact that I'm lower on DJ Allen and everybody else in this in this prop probably the chat. You have them at eight. What if you say, what if you say something nice? That's as not, in, low, what's a player that you're higher on? But he's a top four guy. guy in our in our in our freshman rankings or in the in the really? freshman guide. He's yeah, he's a he's a yeah, tier one. He was tier one. This is a positive vibes only after show right now. And I, I, know, I have Allen at nine. Oh, nice. Okay. Anyway, so I I know that Matt came on to a show and he talked about how DJ Allen is a Swiss Army knife guy and he's gonna be a future wire zero one prospect. And I I love I'm gonna be honest with you, I have a soft spot against gadget players. So I also love the the ability. I, I, I love his skill set. The thing is that if we hit 
Nicholas Anderson for his athletic ability. We have to do the same thing for DJ Allen. And and not only that, sure. I, just, I got Allen over 21 miles per hour. He's yeah. a really good athlete. Oh, you got him at 20.8. Yeah. I know you got him at 20.8 because uh, I looked okay. at it. Oh, you know my I'm gonna pause. Just, just pause, just pause, just pause, Matt. Okay, I got you. Don't worry about it. I like CJ Nelson. The Houston, if you look at Houston's tape, the Houston player, CJ Nelson to DJ Allen, he is like the same version, but a little bit cheaper. And I love CJ Nelson. Who I have is my like, I put him on the CJ Nelson. Just you did. It. He did. Matt, big wide receiver guy, put me on the CJ Nelson. And then I don't know why, because after that, I just feel like no one's toting him at all. But And I, and I understand Houston is a G5, and he's the wide receiver too there, because Matthew Golden is definitely the guy. No one's debating that. Matthew Golden is the guy. But I really like CJ Nelson's skill set, and I think it's very comparable to DJ Allen. And if you're on DJ Allen, you should also be on CJ Nelson. That's fair. Not quite as high, but that's right. Sure. I mean, Nice Dana Holgerson usually produces one wide receiver. So if we're all in agreement that Matthew Golden's a guy, then Nelson's probably not going to do anything. Then you also have DJ Allen in a power five with ECU and Sonny Dyke who continues to to just produce top-end wide receiver talent at least and produces them on the college level. So, well, Nelson's probably cheaper, and if you want to buy into him, that's fine. DJ Allen is also very cheap in everything I've seen. So he he's I don't know if he's still going first round in freshman drafts. I don't think he is. So if he's going second round, I'd still rather bet on his talent in the second round. I think he's a better athlete than you're giving him credit for. Now Matt brought up a good point. Is his coaching staff is that TCU does consistently put guys into the draft. It's not just TCU, it's Sonny Dykes. Like I'm all in on Sonny Dykes' system, and Quentin Johnson's gonna be gone after this year. Okay. Well, I'm supporting all that. <laughs> I'm supporting all that. No, I really do. I do really do think that DJ Allen goes in there. I do have a concern, just like a lot of people do, about athleticism. And so, again, it's one of those things where I ask myself, DJ Allen gets away with a lot in high school, is that do I think he can get away with it in college? I now, do. DJ, again, Allen, DJ Allen did play at a really small school. In Texas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In te- but it's Texas, though. Um, so the small school will get a little, little bump up. Um. <laughs> If you give me a minute to pull up my database. I'll keep talking bad about DJ Allen while he does that. It wasn't wasn't 6A, which is the highest. I know that. I don't know. I don't don't have the actual divisions. I have their strength of schedule and their enrollment size. Yeah. I do also want to say this. We're one step beyond that at the uh, Kevin's Canyon. We're past the divisions. I do want to say this to a man about your database is that I think he, he, he went to a school with 500 less than 500 people in it, which I'm is high. but average. their strength of schedule is 18.1, which the average is 28, I believe. So that's below okay. average. That's not awful though. Ne- below 10 or negative is awful. I will, I will but say this well below that- average. Out of the two, out of the two, the two prospects, Kobe Hudson and DJ Allen, I definitely prefer DJ Allen over him. And TCU consistently puts talent out there. Between him and Kobe Hudson, that that shouldn't be close, my man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I'm with you. And then, and then, um, Sonny Dykes too, who I'm a big SMU fan. I think I think he can I think he'll know to feature DJ Allen. But yeah, yeah. Once once Quinn Johnson's gone, which Quinn Johnson's set up to have a great year, by the way. But once Quinn Johnson's gone. Allen slotted in to be the top guy there. Absolutely. I'm with you there. And that's why he's at my at my um what's he at? He's at my you eight. have him high. I have him eight. I have him eight. Yeah. 
Now, here's, here's, I felt like, okay, so I do care about the school they go to. And so I felt weird putting, obviously, Luther Burns number one, but Mizzou, who doesn't develop talent, right? And then you got Matthew Golden, who's at my five. And then he goes to Houston. I mean, who's Houston put in the NFL? Like just across the board. Like, it's got to be very slim. Yeah, no, not many. Well, to be fair to Houston, they've, they've actually done a good job. Well, they will do a good job, especially in the Horgerson area. Of putting defensive talent in the NFL. Yeah, I was gonna um, say, didn't they put they put a D tackle or D end in last yeah, year? Yeah, like that they'll probably have a first round defensive player this year. Um and their defensive line is consistently good and they kept Doug Belk around, who I think was probably the best uh group of five defensive coordinator last year. So like I do think they have the talent to do so. I just don't necessarily think they've quite caught up yet in the Holgerson era. I mean, Holgerson's been there for I think three years, and, and like that's not quite enough time to totally develop a class. But I mean, you gotta think like Nathaniel Dell, who is a really talented collegiate player, is Tank. a guy. Sorry, Tank Dell, who is like 160 pounds, named Tank, is. Uh, he's a really talented collegiate player. They had Singleton who transferred out, but I mean, he was all right too. Bringing in Matthew Golden is a huge coup for the program. Like, I've, and, and they're also moving to the Big Twelve. Like, oh, Houston, Houston's a really good example of a program that's on the up, and it's hard to take their past success and apply it to future success because I think that they are going to really put a lot of players into the NFL and like Ed Oliver was a good example of a player who they, they put in, but like they're going to start producing legitimate NFL talent, like really soon, especially when they move on to the, yes, the, yes. the power five program. Like yes, I, I, I'm a Houston fan and I, I, I didn't even realize I, I really was. I just, Chris, I just think I they that. deserve a lot of credit. I think in C2C leagues, Clayton tune is underrated. I'm right now in like the 18th round of a startup and Clayton tune is still not taken. I, I, I actually I just love anything Chris has just said. I really do think that Houston across the board is an underrated team. I understand they're G five. They're going to is it the Big Ten? They're going to I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're going to the Big Twelve here in two years. So Matthew Golden will be a power five wide receiver, and so will CJ Nelson. And I love both of them so much. First off, I just I, I really do think Chris nailed it. They, they're great at developing talent. They're taking the levels to the to the P five, and I think I think they can be a staple name and developing consistent talent. And the but, in the but, but meanwhile, you have Matthew Golden, a G five player, over Adam Randall. Yes, I do, because Adam Randall is not playing his freshman year, and it's a revolving door in Clemson, and I think he's going to compete with the freshman. A- a- ACLs are like you know an ankle sprain at this point, too. Like, I agree, I do agree with that. I do think that they're quick to flip, but like he has to then wait. For what what, what if he is back? What if he is back halfway through his freshman year? Because I've seen that reported as well. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to defer to Chris Moxley's. Freshman zero, his extravagant is at, at freshman zero. Oh well, he, well injury gets the not freshman zero. I assume not for me. Oh come on. Yeah, I know, I know the system. Yeah. Matt. So, so, so I actually want to talk about. So, like, this is obviously Austin's idea, right? Like, Austin, Austin mm. championed this idea. Um, 
early last season and I kind of followed up like early uh, 2022, like January, February, and, and kind of dove in a little bit to the data and, and to try to determine what it showed us. And injury didn't really play a difference. And I think that's probably also a little bit important to acknowledge because the idea is that, or at least in my opinion, is that a player who has an injury year one is like he's behind the eight ball. Like he really yep. is. Like it's, it's not like a it's not like a like a no sum game, right? Like he it's like negative sum if he is injured, and he depending on the type of injury and like the length of the injury, et cetera. Like it's really hard to keep that player in the same type of standing, and so that's why I'm slightly worried about Adam Randall. Um, he has you, to compete but, with next but, year's freshman, and I don't know who they Chris, are, but he has to compete you, with them. Do yeah. you have an example of a wide receiver that three out of the what six members of the recruiting team rank as wide receiver one class? Is there a wide receiver of that caliber who has torn their ACL and then not been good? So in their freshman season, I know that's super super specific, but yeah. So the Example that I have of wide receiver zero that actually ended up hitting is DK. DK Metcalf. Yeah, he was. was was not DK Metcalf. It's Adam Randall. Adam Randall is not DK Metcalf, man. No, I mean he's not. But Adam Randall's a freak. He so yeah, Metcalf was hurt year one with his with I believe it was a back injury year one. It was a neck injury year two. If I have it right, I know. I, uh, I think that's, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're I, right. Yeah, I know he's struggled with both. Um, but Metcalf is an example of the year one zero who hit and was injured year one. But shockingly so, there are only like a handful of cases of players who did that, like, especially within the last like three well, or four I'm, years. I'm sure it's rare just to begin with for a freshman to tear their ACL. You know, before the freshman season even starts. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, like, my, my whole thought about Randall is it puts him behind, like, it is not a, it is not a neutral outcome. Like, it is a negative outcome for him. So you two believe that he, oh, for sure. Can yeah. I'm not give it up. He, he can go above, um, he 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 can outperform the expectation of a uh, ACL tear in year two, considering the talent that they bring to the program, which I don't doubt. Like I like Adam Randall a lot. Too, but, so like, I'm but, not gonna. I'm not gonna. I I, I got a comment here because I gotta jump in because Mike is busy celebrating <laughs> for Devi. If we're talking, none of this matters. He's got. Three years. They're two and a half years until he has to get onto the field. What about the prospects after him? What about the what about the class after him? Who's coming Dude, in? Vilas Jones is twenty eight years old, and he's Vilas Jones a, is potentially dust. a day two prospect. No, like, not to me. He is not. Well, no, he not to dust. not to me either. But like some people are saying, like like stuff like that. You know, you can use our tool to see who is the sixth. Six year, which is what Velas Jones is, hits are, and I'm gonna tell you what: if you, when you plug in Velas Jones, there's gonna be nobody after him. It's it's dust. Well, yeah, there's, but Adam Randall, Adam Randall's gonna be a three year player. Though. That's the difference. He's gonna come back after this year and then fucking light it up, and you're gonna be like, "Where was I?" 
you use Valus Jones as an example. I'm just saying Valus Jones is not going to find any correlative value in, in our tools and our products here at C2C. Oh, no, I mean, that's fair. I, he, I actually didn't have an injury, so it, was a, it wasn't a great comparison, but still. I'm willing to write off some zeros in my process. Um, just based on the situation, right? Like, I consider Chris Hilton the LC wide receiver zero. Austin doesn't necessarily. But, like, he's a guy that I'm willing to write off based on, like, him not playing 11 games and playing, like, one and scoring an 80-yard touchdown in it. Um, and just evaluating and seeing what happens in the future. I believe Adam, Adam Randall will be that same type of guy where I, I will see what happens after this season. I don't think he's going to play the first eight weeks. And if he does, I'd be really surprised despite the confidence out of the Clemson yeah. program. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to like, they're not going to push him. I'm going to move on from Adam Randall. We talked enough about him. I'm going to ask Chris. I just say Chris. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Matt. All right. Where did, <laughs> wait, where wait. Did he, Wait, Where does out. he have? No, 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 no. There's no timeouts. We don't have time for that, Chris. Okay. Last now, question. Matt, I was gonna say it's the last question. It's not. It's not last. Last question. Where do you have the Arizona wide receiver? I can't see his name right now because Tetora McMillan. Oh, yeah, that's the guy. I have very low. Same. He's not, and he's just not for everybody listening. Okay. Well. Okay. So I also believe that, but also. Arizona does not develop high-end talent. Yeah, I get Jacob Cowling is there, and if you look at my if you look at my rankings, Jacob Cowling is a top twenty wide receiver for Devi because I believe in the talent, but I don't believe in Arizona developing talent. And so, McNair, you're, you're not a Stanley Barnhill fan or Stanley Burnhill, whatever his name is. I don't know who the fuck that is, but the answer is no. Anybody in Arizona, I don't believe in because they just don't put talent in the NFL. Yeah, I get it, Gronk. What? Well, Gronk was what ten years ago. But outside of that, I'm not there for it. So stop selecting Tectarion, whatever McMillan early in drafts because I don't believe in him being the wide receiver one there. It's gonna be Jacob Cowling for at least one year, which is fine. And I don't believe in him actually becoming an NFL talent. I love the size, but the skill set is a contested catch receiver in the Pac-12, which doesn't work out. And I don't want that. Okay, so I, I, actually, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with Mike more. Okay, I'm at, I, so this is where we're going to end the show. After my point, Jed Fish has been in Arizona for two years. He started oh, 2020, 2021 season. He just came off a top 25 class in his second year at Arizona. This is a program on the up. I don't care about what happened previously. Let's go Wildcats. I agree. Well, he may not be the I think greatest Pat athlete. Win. All the rumors are that he's creating separation in camp. He's going to be the guy once Cowling's gone. Like I, I think McMillan's going to be better than you guys to give him credit. Yeah. For. Against Arizona.